Now I want to invite you to be a part of this very special workshop in Houston, Texas on January the 12th, 2019. We're going to be talking about Create, Publish, and Profit. In this workshop, I'm going to teach you how to take your message, your passion, your ideas, your experience, and your expertise and translate that into a published work. Whether that's a published book or maybe even an online course, we're gonna teach you a step-by-step -step process how to take your passion and your message and get it to the masses of people around the world. We're gonna spend a great deal of our time that day talking about the book publishing process. Nothing gives you greater credibility and more authority in the marketplace than to have a published book, a book with your name on it that contains your expertise, your wisdom, the, the very unique gift that you carry published on the page. We're gonna give you again a step-by-step -step process to go from idea to having the book printed and in your hand. Because we wanna keep this intimate and in a, in a real workshop format, we're capping the registration at 50 people. Right now at the time of this taping, we've got 50 seats available, but they're going to go very quickly. I encourage you to act now and reserve your seat. Again, that date is January the 12th, 2019 in the Houston, Texas area. I really wanna see you there. I believe you have something to say. I believe you have a difference-making message that the world needs to read and hear. I wanna see you in the room with me January 12th, 2019. I look forward to seeing you soon. A man found an eagle's egg and he put it in a nest with the barnyard hen. The eaglet hatched with the brood of chicks and grew up with them. All his life, the eagle did what the barnyard chicks did, thinking, of course, that he was a barnyard chick. How would he know differently? He scratched the earth for worms and insects. He clucked and he cackled. And he would thrash his wings and fly a few feet into the air with all of his siblings. Years passed, and the eagle grew very old. One day he saw a magnificent bird above him in the cloudless sky. It glided in graceful majesty among the powerful wind currents with scarcely a beat of its strong golden wings, just soaring. The old eagle looked up in awe. Who's that, he asked. Well, that's the eagle. That's the king of the birds, said his neighbor. He belongs to the sky, and we belong to the earth. We're chickens. So the eagle lived and died a chicken, for that's what he thought he was. On today's program, I'm introducing a brand new series on relationships and association. In fact, we're talking about the power of relationships. I can't wait to start this with you. It's going to be a very powerful one. Let's do that right now. The great book of wisdom, Proverbs, in the 13th chapter, the 20th verse, says this. 
He that walks with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm or destruction. There's another wonderful, great saying in the Corinthian book that Paul wrote. It says, do not be deceived or misled. Evil or ungodly or unhealthy companionships or communion or associations corrupt and ultimately deprave the individual. Many times we underestimate the power of the relationships and connections that we have. When involved, especially if we're involved at a heart level with someone, uh, a soul tie, a connection is formed. This deep inner working is, is formed within our hearts that makes it very profound as to its impact on our mind, our spirit, and our body. Now keep in mind, not all of these connections are ungodly or even unhealthy by any means. In fact, they're, they're a natural part of the process of life. You're supposed to have these connections, but it's imperative that we carefully examine both past and present relationships to see them how God sees them. Are they healthy? Are they congruent with where we're going and what we're pursuing in our life? Let's talk a little bit about the characteristics of good, or as I like to call them, godly or goodly relationships. Here's a few to think about. The other person involved in your life, this relationship you have, is committed to, first of all, your spiritual health and well-being. I think that's a great quality characteristic to, to desire in a relationship. How about this one? The person is as concerned for your well-being, your mental, emotional, spiritual health, and as much about your success as you are. How about this characteristic? You, as one party in this relationship, should never be in a position of always having to be the giver. Relationships are about reciprocation, give and take. It's being a blessing and receiving a blessing as it relates to that relationship. The good relationship, the healthy relationship, gives with joy and receives with joy. A good, healthy relationship does not cause you, in fact, it would never cause you or require you or ask of you to violate your conscience. Also, it would never ask you or draw you away from the will and the plan of God for your life. Last quality I want to throw at you here to consider is this. A good, godly, healthy, vital relationship does not manipulate through anger or through control, but rather a good relationship always motivates through love. You know, Jim Rohn, the great motivator, my gosh, one of my favorite mentors from a distance. Uh, I, to this day, every day, literally every day, I listen to Jim Rohn. Jim Rohn said this many, many years ago. He said, you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. I want you to think about that for a moment. You are the average, that's a mathematical equation, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Think about this. If you have three very strong relationships and two that are mediocre at best, maybe even detrimental, you have now diminished or lessened the average of the person you have become or are becoming. 
because you cannot outgrow the company you keep. Think about that. Your life will rise or fall on the level of your associations and your relationships. If you want to know where you're really headed in life, look around you. Look at the relationships you have. Look at the people you hang out with. That is going to create a ceiling in your life that you cannot surpass. I'm talking about the law of association. In the book of Matthew, Jesus addresses this whole idea when he talks about really checking the fruit of a relationship or checking the fruit of someone's life. In Matthew 7, verse 16 to 18, it says, you will know them, these people you're hanging out with, by their fruit. So here's the deal. We're not supposed to judge people, but we are, in fact, as we like to say, be fruit inspectors. We can look to see are the outcomes, the averages, the success, the meaning in a person's life. Is that what I want to associate with and is that what I want to become? We can literally look at the fruit. It goes on to say grapes are not gathered from thorn bushes. You cannot get good, good sweet fruit from a thorn bush. You cannot get figs, it says, from thistles. So every good tree bears good fruit, but every bad tree bears bad fruit. Now that's just common sense. If you're in a good relationship, there's going to be good fruit, positive, forward, successful movement type of fruit. If you're in a bad relationship or even a neutral relationship, you're going to recognize the fruit of that relationship. A good tree cannot produce bad fruit. Stop. A good tree cannot produce bad fruit. If you're seeing bad fruit in a relationship you're in, might not be a good tree. It goes on to say, nor can a bad tree produce good fruit. This law of association is a big deal. I, I teach a concept called the law of the yoke. Okay, so who are you yoked up with? And that, that goes all the way back to the idea in olden times where, where farmers would yoke two animals together in order to produce a result in a field, whether plowing or tilling or whatever it may be. They would hook these animals together via this wooden instrument called a yoke, and they would allow the combined compounded strength of two to create tremendous uh, outsourced work or, or productivity. And so a yoke, being this wooden instrument, binds these two animals together. Now take that metaphor across to our relationships. Imagine you're trying to move into greater areas of success, greater areas of influence and impact in your life, and you're yoked together with someone or something that is moving in a contrary or in a, an opposite even direction. Think about that. Okay, it creates strife, tension, pain, uh, a lot of fight. You're just tired. You're weary all the time because where you're trying to go, the person you're yoked with is trying to go somewhere different. It's a problem. I, I love this analogy, and you'll forgive me for getting a little bit crass here and a little bit cute, but uh, in, in the Bible, it talks about you cannot be bound together with unbelievers so that's not just talking about whether they're a Christian or not. It's talking about a person who believes fundamentally different than you. You can't yoke up with that person and expect to get where you are believing to go. For what partnership, it says, does righteousness have with lawlessness? What fellowship does light have with darkness? It's talking about this being unequally yoked peace. Who you're connected to really, really matters. 
The people that you do business with really matters. The friends you have, oh my gosh, they really do matter. I want you to think about old relationships. Think about gifts you've received. Think about experiences you have with the people around you. Maybe even the church you attend. Maybe even the job you work at. Uh, look at the, the people that you are connected to. Who are you yoked up with? And are they moving in a congruent, positive direction, one that you're willing to go in? That's the question. Uh, there's another scripture that I'm going to throw at you now. It says you cannot plow with an ox and an ass together. No, I didn't just cuss. The Bible says you cannot yoke an ox, which is a beast of labor and productivity. That thing, you put him to work, he's just going to go do the work you've given him to do and go the direction you've instructed him to go. But you yoke an ox and a donkey together. And my friend, you've got problems because by nature, the donkey is stubborn, obdurate. Uh, it's it's self-willed. It's independent. It's, it's not, it's not uh, complicit in the mission. And it's going to work against the ox every single time. So here's my thing. Now, I'm going <laughs> to work with me here. All right? You might be yoked up to an ass right now. Now, don't you go get cute with that. You might be yoked up with somebody who is working maybe unwittingly against the plan that God has for your life. These relationships matter, and sometimes you've got to unhook yourself from the people you thought you would do life with forever in order to find relationships that will add value to your life and move you in a direction that you really want to go. The power of relationships, it's a really, really big deal. Last thing I'm going to tell you today is this. Not everybody can go with you to the next level in your life. If you're intent on taking it to the next level, achieving more, becoming more, succeeding more, making a bigger impact, uh, take it from me, personal experience. Not everybody in your life right now will make the transition with you from where you've been to where you want to be because not everyone is as committed to the plans of God for your life as you are. That's a fact. Take that to the bank. Evaluate your relationships. Make a list. Remember what Jim Rome said, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. What do you need to do to increase your average today?